Good morning. Welcome to New York Sports and Beyond here on 98.7 ESPN, where our goal every Sunday is to entertain, enlighten, and expose you to information that can lead to positive change in your life. I'm Larry Hardesty. Well, this morning, we'll meet Jonathan Gamberg. He's the Associate Director of the City Parks Foundation, and we will discuss some exciting news on programs that are available now and will be available to you in the summer and fall. And guess what? They're free of charge. Oh, I know you want to hear about that. And I know you'll have your pen, your paper, your little smartphone app to write down all the information down to take down numbers and email addresses that we'll have for you today. Plus, maybe it's a good morning, a little of Sunday breakfast right now. You know, Maybe you're just relaxing. Maybe you're a virtual sunrise service or maybe early morning run. It's great. Remember your mask and social distancing, and thanks for making us a part of your morning. We begin this edition of New York Sports and Beyond, discovering what the City Parks Foundation has for you, next on 98.7 ESPN. Welcome back to New York Sports and Beyond here on 98.7 ESPN. I'm Larry Hardesty. This morning, we're chatting about a number of programs during this post-COVID-19 pandemic era. And I'm being positive saying post-COVID-19 pandemic era because, as you know, the CDC has lifted many mask situations and what to do. And so now the Parks Foundation is opening up and having some more opportunities for you to get outdoors and take advantage of the parks in New York City. Join me in welcoming to New York Sports and Beyond the Assistant Director of the City Parks Foundation. He is Jonathan Gamberg. Jonathan, good morning. Good morning, Larry. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for getting up so early on the Sunday morning, my friend. And the first thing I want to do is to get my audience, you know, familiar with the great work you and your staff are doing. So just how long has the City Parks Foundation been in existence and what do you guys really do? Sure. So uh, City Parks Foundation has uh, been in existence since 1989. We uh, work very, very closely with the New York City Department of Parks and Recreation, but we are a private nonprofit. And at City Parks Foundation, we're dedicated to invigorating and transforming parks into dynamic, vibrant centers of urban life through sports, uh, arts, community building and environmental education programs for all New Yorkers. That sounds like a very <laughs> tough job. Jonathan, how, how do you and your staff go about getting this done? Well, we, we've got a great staff, um, you know, from the top down. Um, and look, we, we certainly now more than ever have uh, a, quite a task at hand to get all of these programs up and running around the city. But we, uh, you know, we do the best we can. Uh, and, you know, in total, our programs uh, typically in a typical year are located in more than 400 parks and recreation centers and public schools across the city. Uh, we reach approximately 300,000 people each year with these programs. And, you know, our, uh, our ethos is simple. Thriving parks means thriving communities. So it's uh, while, it, while it is a lot of work, we're, we're certainly up to the task and looking forward to, uh, to doing more of that this year in 2021. Now, Jonathan, as we know, just from there's just been so many uh, effects from the recent COVID-19 pandemic. One of them clearly is financial. What has been the challenge with the City Parks Foundation and the City Parks Department in trying to keep, you know, the finances flowing so these programs can be sent to, you know, people in the city of all ages so they can have them at low or no charge? Yeah, I know. You know, one of the things about City Parks Foundation's programs, especially in our sports 
uh, department. Everything that we do is free. So, you know, there's a great deal of work that goes into fundraising uh, and raising money to put these programs on. on. And, and obviously, uh, the events of 2020 had a significant impact on that. Uh, we were fortunate that while we did have to uh, make some cuts in, in certain areas, we had a lot of partners and uh, individuals, corporations, foundations who stuck with us and allowed us to continue to run some programs, um, you know, last year and put us in a position to, to do more of the same this year. Uh, but obviously, we're, we're always looking for support and we're looking for community minded partners, um, you know, companies, individuals who want to get involved and help a cause like this, um, getting kids and seniors active and outdoors in their local communities here in New York City. Now, Jonathan, what was the cause to bring you in the, into coming on board with the City Parks Foundation? Well, I've uh, personally, I mean, I, I've been here now uh, almost nine years. I'm going into my ninth summer with City Parks Foundation. Uh, I'm a local New York City guy. I've grown up in programs just like this, um, you know, when I was younger. So I'm really passionate and um, dedicated to this work. Uh, and it's been great. You know, I have a, a history and background with sports and I studied it in school. So I felt like the perfect, uh, perfect fit for me. Yeah, there's no question. It sounds like it. And you love doing it. All right. So tell me now, you've got some Absolutely. things coming up uh, for uh, youth and, on, and, and for seniors, uh, golf, track and field and seniors yoga. Tell me about it and how can people get involved in it if they want to? Sure. So, you know, that, that stuff's happening right now. Um, we have we were fortunate to roll out some in-person spring programming in early April, starting with our uh, track and field program at two locations, one in Manhattan, one in the Bronx. Um, and we also just last week launched programming at our City Parks Junior Golf Center in Brooklyn, state-of-the-art facility just for kids uh, equipped with a netted driving range, six-hole par three golf course, practice uh, chipping and putting areas. And again, all completely free for kids. Uh, and, and in mid-April, we, we launched our virtual online seniors yoga program. This is something that we, we experimented in 2020. Um, you know, while, while we weren't able to hold any type of in-person programming, we launched some online Zoom classes for seniors, and it was very, very successful. And we built that out to a program, a full program in the fall last year, and decided to continue doing that here this spring. Um, so all those programs are ongoing right now. Uh, and we are, you know, hard at work getting ready for the summer programs, which, uh, you know, we're, we're really excited about bringing back our citywide summer beginner programs uh, in parks all across the city. So uh, registration for those programs in the summer will be opening up sometime later this week. So, you know, we encourage people to um, check our website, cityparksfoundation.org, for all the registration information about those upcoming programs. Now, Let's go through some of the ones that are going on right now. Uh, tell me about City Parks Golf and young people ages 10 to 17. You know, it's funny. I think when we think about scholarships, we think about the major sports, right? We think about baseball, we think about basketball, we think about football, track and field even, gymnastics in, in some cases. But we don't really think a lot about golf. And, you know, here's an opportunity. Uh, you know, for young people to learn and love the sport and for for a sport that costs a lot, this is a perfect opportunity to get involved with it. Yeah, absolutely. All, all very, very good points. And one thing I want to mention, you know, sort of coincidentally, obviously, so, so many things uh, on the negative side happened last year. But one of the things that we saw and something that we were fortunate to kind of be a part of is, the, the three core sports that we offer, tennis, golf, track, and field, they, they turned out to be some of the safest and most popular sports for 
kids and adults to get involved with throughout the pandemic. So, you know, that's still the case today. Uh, it's a safe sport for, you know, tennis, golf. These individual sports are, are very safe uh, for kids to get involved with. And absolutely, um, you know, it's not one of the sports that you typically think of um, kids getting involved with. And that's one of the reasons why we exist, um, you know, and, and this program exists to to bring the sport of golf to kids right in their local communities. Uh, it's unique in the sense that we we transform baseball fields throughout the city into temporary driving ranges and facilities for kids to learn the basics and fundamentals of the game of golf. And then we have, you know, this great facility that I mentioned earlier, the City Parks Junior Golf Center in Brooklyn, where kids who once they, once they learn the basics of the sport and are looking to take uh, the next step and move move their game forward, they have this facility that's dedicated just for kids to come out to and really try and take their game to the next level. And what we've seen uh, over the years now are kids, you know, when it, it was unheard of to hear of, to hear about New York City kids winning golf tournaments. Um, now we're, we're seeing that, and a lot of our kids are coming out of the program, going to play in college, and, you know, some even pursuing a, a career of maybe not playing on the professional tour, but teaching golf and staying involved in the sport, which is uh, great to see. And Jonathan, that's what it's about, right? It's about watching your hard work and see it play forward. Totally, totally. And one, one, I just want to mention, you know, uh, there's an urgent need right now, right, to get kids back outdoors and active again. And, you know, that's really our, our drive and push this summer is to get as many kids as we can back outdoors, engaging uh, with their local parks, engaging and socializing with other children again, of course, in a safe, uh, safe way. But, you know, that, that's really what it's all about. Now, Jonathan, my guest is Jonathan Gamberg. He's the Associate Director for the City Parks Foundation. You're listening to New York Sports and Beyond here on 98.7 ESPN. I'm Larry Hardesty. Take me through the track and field process. I see you have that at a couple of locations, right? You've got it at the Soundview Park in the Bronx, and you also have it at a, a very favorite, very park that's familiar to me up in Harlem, Randall's Island Park. Yeah, Ty, Ty. so we, we, uh, we started our track and field program in the spring around the first week of April. Um, we work with the Randall's Island Park Alliance to offer what's called the Jesse Owens Track and Field Program at Thomas Jefferson Park in Manhattan. But we also include, um, you know, besides for, for teaching the fundamentals of running, we try to incorporate things like long jump, shot put, javelin throw, all the field activities that uh, really help to get kids excited and interested in the sport. Uh, and working with Randall's Island, we also, um, you know, try to do some runs from Thomas Jefferson, which is just uh, on the east side of Manhattan there over the pedestrian bridge to the park. So we incorporate some longer distance stuff as well. Um, so, so that program has been running for five or six years now. It's one of the, you know, one of the most uh, highly attended spring track programs that we run. Um, and in addition to that, we're also, we're also doing a program out at Soundview Park in the Bronx, similar in terms of format. Uh, but again, running, jumping, throwing, these are ki- these are things that are innate to children and helps to keep them active and, and engaged. And uh, they, they, they love being a part of it. And I was out there two weeks ago. It was, uh, it was great to see how many kids were back out there. And, um, you know, they were, they were so excited to just have this opportunity to, to do some of these things that, that they missed out on the last 14 months or so. There's no question about that. When we return, you know, the City Parks Foundation is not just about sports programs. They have others as well. We'll discuss that next on 98.7 ESPN. Listen, baby, ain't no mountain high, ain't no valley low, 
Thanks for stopping by New York Sports and Beyond on 98.7 ESPN. I'm Larry Hornsby. Let's continue my discussion with Jonathan Gamberg from the City Parks Foundation. I'm very curious in uh, for my seniors who are listening uh, this morning about the online senior yoga instruction. What is what are some of the uh, folks who are going through that right now? What are they? What, what's what's the format of that? What's the program like? Sure. So so we offer a daily class every day. Um, we're now about halfway through, but we still have three weeks of programming remaining where, you know, seniors who sign up, they receive a, a Zoom link that they can uh, access our online session. It is instructor-led, and there's a variety of different classes that are offered, um, one daily, but, you know, we do different. We, we have a chair yoga class. We have a more advanced uh, standing class. And, you know, it gives seniors um, who obviously last year during the pandemic were some of the hardest hit um, you know, the opportunity to, to stay active um, throughout this time, even though we, we want to see them get back outdoors and we want to be offering this program in the parks again as soon as we can. Uh, this is an opportunity for them to still do something low impact, um, you know, exercise, be active, see and talk to other individuals, which helps with the social socialization um, and, you know, it's really been incredible to see just how many seniors have been getting involved, getting out there, being online. Uh, it was kind of, you know, unclear to us last year how this would go. But so far, it's been a, it's been a tremendous uh, program. And seniors really seem to be loving and enjoying uh, having this opportunity. Jonathan, we'll come back to sports in a second, but I just wanted to let my, my audience know that just because it's the City Parks Foundation that we've been talking sports, and of course, we're on ESPN, so you would think, Jonathan, we're going to be talking some sports, right? Uh, this, the Parks <laughs> Foundation is not just about sports. You guys have a bunch of different uh, programs that you have, including some summer stage and all these different things. So take us through some of the other non-sports things that are going to be going on in the parks around the city uh, during the summer. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and, and I won't speak too much about it, but obviously, you know, one of the biggest properties that we, we offer is Summer Stage. And I know that they're um, preparing and gearing up for uh, shows this summer. So look out for announcements about what's coming up on that on that end. In addition to that, you know, we have our education programs that focuses on the environmental sciences and, you know, uh, it's called City Parks Learn. And they're they're preparing for youth programs this summer as well. And, and lastly, we have our community building initiative called Partnerships for Parks, and they, they as well uh, also gearing up to do different in-person activities this year. So a lot going on, not just in sports, like you said, but across the entire organization. Now, Jonathan, because of COVID, what have been some of the adjustments you've had to make in looking at programs this year? You talk about whenever summer states takes place, uh, depending on what, you know, the CDC's the guidelines are, the state, obviously, city, uh, you may have to make adjustments in size and in location, obviously, in how people, you know, watch what, what's going on and all the different things that you do. What are some of the adjustments that you've had to make? What's going to be different about it Um in the pre-COVID year to the, you know, COVID year? Yeah, for sure. I mean, we, I, I feel like we have a little bit of a head start because we were very fortunate in 2020 to actually uh, roll out some programming, specifically in tennis and golf. Uh, and then later on in the fall, we did some track and field programming. So we, we kind of uh, experimented with some different formats for, for how we offer these programs. But like you mentioned, I mean, some of some of the givens that we're looking at right now, we are going to be at a limited number of sites. 
um, you know, compared to what we typically do. We are looking at reduced capacity classes, uh, and we'll be following closely all of the CDC, local New York City and New York State guidelines um, in terms of safety protocols to, to roll out and implement out there. But the big ones, you know, the things that, like I spoke about earlier, tennis and golf and track and field being uh, very conducive to, um, to running programs uh, under these circumstances because they lend themselves very easily to things like social distancing. Uh, so, you know, we've, we've put together a curriculum and lesson plans that allow for, for those things to take place. And just, just seeing how things went in 2020, I mean, the parents and students that we worked with uh, last year were, you know, so cooperative and so understanding of, of all of these new, new things being in place. Uh, and they worked so well with us that it made for an extremely safe and effective summer. And I expect to see the same thing uh, again this year for, you know, with all of the kids and parents that we work with again, uh, because look, they're, they're, they, they want to be back out there, you know, so so following some of these safety guidelines and procedures um, is, is totally worth it if they have the opportunity to participate in some of these programs. And Jonathan, clearly the fact that, and we'll put an asterisk because things could change, hopefully it continues to get better, but obviously being outside lends you to more of an idea of being able to, once again, spread people out so they are socially distanced. And it, it, it's just different being outside, Jonathan, just instead of being inside. It's just so different being out there among the, you know, the grass and the trees and all the stuff that the parks offer. Totally, yeah, for, for sure. I mean, and thanks, thanks for mentioning. I should have said it earlier, but all of the programs that we offer pretty much are outside and and we've learned over the last 14 months or so that being outside is is certainly safe safer than being indoors um so like i said adding that that fact that we're outdoors with the fact that these programs we offer are um traditionally safer and lower risk than than some of the other team sports that might be out there um really you know makes a big big difference and and we saw um, throughout 2020, just how important and vital parks are uh, to our communities and to our city. And, you know, it was it was the place where so many people went to to get that um, bit of outdoors last year. And, and, you know, we look forward to welcoming as many people as we safely and possibly can back into the parks this year in 2021. Now, Jonathan, I'm going to be selfish. With all due respect to Summer Stage and the great work that that is and the great artist you've had there, I'm a little bit more partial, more partial to the Charlie Parker Jazz Festival. So, what yeah. is that? What what is that like going forward, and what adjustments will you have to make to that in this COVID uh, era? You know, Larry, I wish I could tell you, but I don't have the answer, so okay. I'm not going to speak out of turn here regarding the Charlie Parker Jazz Festival. I know it's something that City Parks Foundation is involved with, but mm-hmm. I would, you know, for anyone, yourself included, who's looking for information on that, I would encourage them to visit cityparksfoundation.org and our summer stage page, uh, and that'll have all the updated information on, on the concerts and um, what summer stage is doing, and I think it'll have information there as well about Charlie Parker. Yeah, that's that. You've had some great artists to perform in that, and it, it's just uh, so. Once again, because of the scene that you have there, it's the park, it's jazz. You know, it's music. It's great. It's, it's a great thing. Hopefully, in this COVID era, we can get that going and and have that back again under the right situations where it's safe for everybody. And Jonathan, speaking of safety, let's let's 
talk about that, for example, because there's a lot of things that, you know, when the parents hear shows like this and you, they want to send their kids out and they want to know that, okay, every, every, my child's going to be safe. Everything's being taken care of. There's proper supervision and whatnot. Let's Jonathan set the parents mind at ease right now about all the different, uh, you know, programs that you have for kids, teens, young adult teens, and the safety factors that are put in place. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, generally speaking, safety is always our number one and top priority. I think the definition of safety has changed a little bit in the Mm -hmm. last year. But, you know, we we, some of the things that we mentioned earlier, social distancing, we're still instituting uh, mask wearing when when kids and parents arrive to our programs. Um, we, We have things like safety and health questionnaires that are in place that all staff, students and parents have to take um before uh, arriving at our program areas, we have an ample supply of PPE um, that, you know, we provide all of our coaching staff with to, to make sure that they're as safe as possible out there. We have staff orientations, days, um, sometimes weeks, uh, long training that goes into uh, getting our staff prepared for all of the different things that they may encounter out there. And that, you know, that's pre-pandemic too. That, that goes for general basic things like first aid, um, CPR. So, you know, making sure that our staff are prepared is, is a huge priority for us um, to make sure that all of the kids and, and parents and, and employees who are out there running these programs are as safe as possible. Now, Jonathan, let's discuss a little bit. Now, the, the programs that you have going now that we discussed earlier, track and field and golf and et cetera, will, yeah. is, does that end during the end of May, early June, and does it recycle, or will there be other programs, sports programs that you put in place of it, like maybe soccer or basketball? Yeah, absolutely. So um, the, the the programs that we mentioned, City Parks Golf, City Parks Track and Field, the senior fitness programs, this spring session will be wrapping up, uh, depending on the program area, either the end of May or middle of June. Uh, following that, we'll enter our, our summer season, which will focus on our, our citywide beginner sports programs. Those are offered in tennis, golf, track and field. Uh, and we also offer a program called Everyday Play, which mm-hmm. is a five-day-a-week sort of alternative to a summer camp. It puts all of our different um, program activities uh, all together in a, in a nicely fit schedule at one location. So, you know, parents have the option for their kids to try all of these different sports that we offer. So those those are the four core programs that we'll be rolling out this summer, starting July 6th and running through uh, mid-August. And, and registration for those programs is going to be up on cityparksfoundation.org sometime later this week. So, you know, we encourage parents and kids to uh, continue to check the website there for updates about that program. But that's, you know, that's the, the bulk of our programming that's going forward. Uh, and then some of these programs that we, we talked about, City Parks Golf, Track and Field, they'll have another fall session that starts up in uh, mid-September later this year. Now, Jonathan, for the one that comes that starts back up in September, the fall session, is that another beginners or is that kind of intermediate? Does that follow the next step from what you learned uh, in the spring session? A, a, co- a combination of both, I would okay. say. You know, mm-hmm. um, we 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 typically in our fall programs we love to you know promote those to kids from the summer session that may have just been trying out one of these sports for the first time. Give them another opportunity to continue and progress and learn some more about the sport. Um, our golf center, for instance, where we're running programs right now, 
City Parks Junior Golf Center. Um, they have all levels of programming happening throughout the whole year. So, and from beginner to advanced, um, you know, you can you, your, your child can fit into any of those criteria um, at any point throughout the course of the year. Similarly, in our summer programs as well, we have varying. One of the things that makes City Parks Foundation's programs unique is that we do have these varying levels uh, for for students. Whether you're a beginner, you're a tournament level player, we we pretty much have a spot for you uh, in one of our programs somewhere. And it's free. And it's free, <laughs> 100%, 100%. Jonathan Gamberg, Associate Director of City Parks Foundation, is my guest. You're listening to New York Sports and Beyond here on 98.7 ESPN. I'm Larry Hart. When New York Sports and Beyond returns here on 98.7 ESPN, more information of programs that you can take advantage of online and in person on 98.7 ESPN. <laughs> Welcome back to New York Sports and Beyond on 98.7 ESPN. Let's conclude our chat with Jonathan Gamberg. He is the Associate Director of the City Parks Foundation. Jonathan, I'm curious about the tennis that you are going to start off in about another month or two. Uh, Take me through what uh, parents and kids can expect when they come in uh, because I'm going to share something with you. Many years ago, I was invited Mm -hmm. to take place in one of the – you know, just to see what it was like for how, you know, you taught folks how to play tennis and whatnot. I was in the, you know, the old folks part, the senior part. And I was just, you know, trying to see, not, in other words, not kids. So I was just trying to see what it was like. And the thing that was so, that jumped out at me, Jonathan, was the uh, patience that the instructors had. And how, you know, because every, you know, you want, you don't want to embarrass yourself when you come. And do these things you want to show, even though you don't know what you're doing, you want to show that you're, okay, an athlete. <laughs> but they were just so patient. No, this is the way you do it. Do it this way. And I think the, the patience and the instruction and the tone that you have is very important in trying to get people not only to learn the sport, but to fall in love with it and to encourage them to continue to, to, continue to, to go forward in the sport. And a sport like tennis, where you have to be real precise with, with movement and everything else, is that wasn't easy. <laughs> it wasn't easy, Jonathan, at all. No, I know. Look, I, I, I'm a lifelong tennis player, so I get it. Um, but, you know, one of, one of the reasons why we, we focus so um, so much on the training and the orientations that we do for our staff is because we want to make sure they are prepared to um, to deliver those that that quality instruction with the patients that that you spoke about and um, really transfer their love of the game of tennis to to all of the kids that are participating uh, and, and most you know many of whom are, are just picking up a racket for the first time and like you said it is it is a, a sport that requires uh, a level of precision um, and it may not be the easiest thing to pick up right away. So really trying to approach it in a fun uh, and engaging way is so important. Obviously, you know, kids, kids are not going to do anything for very long unless they're having fun. Right. So we want to make sure that that, that is a priority uh, out there that, that kids are enjoying what they're doing. Uh, but a typical, you know, our, our sessions uh, or, or the format of our program typically is uh, students sign up for a location which takes place twice a week, one-hour classes, 
Um, so they're getting, you know, two hours or so of instruction each week at that, at that location. And, you know, we, we, besides for just the instructional stuff, we try to include a level of competition, even for beginners, introduce them to different forms of, of fun competitions. We hold uh, events throughout the course of the year. We have a big end of season beginner tennis tournament that takes place at Central Park, uh, where these kids come out for the first time and it's their first real like tournament experience. They get a trophy, they get a t-shirt, uh, and it's one of the, you know, the most fun, uh, events that we do all year round. Yeah, and one, like one other, you know, mm-hmm. one other thing that I'll mention, you know, we, we, we work with organizations like the USTA, um, and in, in implementing their curriculum, uh, to, to again, really help engage kids with the sport and also include a variety of different life skills that, you know, transcend sports, things that kids need to learn about, like teamwork and, you know, hard work and uh, all of those things that are so important that are instilled through these sports programs. There's no question about that. You learn so much on the field of play that you can do, good and bad. You know, sometimes your failures, Jonathan, encourage you to change your, make you a stronger person going forward, whether you're playing sports or not. So you, you learn a lot of stuff through sports. You definitely do. Uh, Absolutely. I, I want to. I'm going to come back to sports, but I'm curious as to one of the couple of the programs you mentioned earlier that were non-sports related. I want to hear more about the the seeds to trees, uh, which we were talking about earlier with with kids and learning how they uh, find out about you know science and nature. Yeah, I mean, look, our our city parks learn department, you know, very much like like sports. I mean, they are passionate and. Um, you know, dedicated to getting kids involved with these environmental education programs, Seeds to Trees, Green Girls, Coastal Classroom, uh, all of them are, are really a great opportunity for students to get out there in their local parks, in their lo- local gardens, uh, and, and learn about the environment. Um, so, you know, I, I don't know too much specifically about the Seeds to Trees program, but I, I know from, you know, working with our education team that they are just as dedicated and passionate about this work uh, in the environment as I am about sports. So I encourage parents and, and students to, um, you know, visit the City Parks Foundation page and, and look at the Learn section and see all of these great programs that they have to offer. Um, you know, we were fortunate last year to work with the Learn uh, the Learn team on a joint program, education and sports at a few parks around the city, and it was it was a tremendous experience uh, for both the staff and the students, and kind of gave them the best of both worlds in terms of what City Parks Foundation has to offer. And these kids were, you know, actively participating in sports for an hour or two in the morning, and then following that up with some environmental uh, education programs in the afternoon. And uh, kids really, really seem to enjoy it, and it's something that hopefully we'll get to do more of uh, in the future. And that's great, Jonathan, because what I really want to do with the audience this morning is give them kind of an overview of everything that the City Parks Foundation is available to. And since you're giving constantly giving the website, they can go and pick and choose. There's some things we may not even get to mention this morning. But once they get to the website, sure. they'll see what, what's there and what they may particularly inter, interest their child and sign up for these things. Because here's, here's what I know from doing this a long time, Jonathan, and you will bear this out. The more people that take advantage of this the more money you're able to get from sponsors which means you can get bigger and grow more things and have more opportunities and spread the wealth of different experiences for kids so that they the more experiences they have the better around that they are as adults 
Totally, yeah, totally. I mean, look, companies and foundations and individuals, right? I mean, they want to see as many people as possible benefiting from their their support uh, as we can. So for sure, I mean, you know, this year is a strange year in the fact that we'll have uh, reduced capacity classes. But even with that, we want to see those reduced capacities at full capacity, right? We want it. We still want to engage and and uh, get as many possible people out there as we safely can. So for sure, uh, and, and like you said. Uh, I certainly encourage people to try uh, as many of these different program areas as they can fit in their schedule. And uh, like you highlighted before, they're all free, right? So, mm-hmm. so totally, um, you know, people should try and do one, two, three, whatever, whatever they can. What do they say, Jonathan? If it's free, it's for me. <laughs> That's right. That's Associate right. Director Jonathan Gamberg of the City Parks Foundation is my guest. You're listening to New York Sports and Beyond here on 9870 ESPN. I'm Larry Hardesty. Jonathan, in the remaining minutes we have left for our chat this morning, I want to take this opportunity for you to acknowledge some of the sponsors who have donated money, time, personnel to make the City Parks Foundation programs work during the spring, summer, winter, and fall. Yeah, no, and thank you for that. I mean, we, we, we've been fortunate, like I, I mentioned, I think, towards the beginning. Uh, we had a lot, of, a lot of sponsors who uh, stuck through us last year despite their own challenges, um, you know, financially. To you know, they, they recognized just how important it was to continue to support an organization like City Parks Foundation uh, and these programs that we are, are rolling out there across the city. I mean, in tennis, we have BNP Paribas, who is synonymous with tennis across the world, and um, they have been a dedicated partner of ours for uh, a number of years now, supporting the program here in New York City. Uh, Lacoste, who's been an apparel sponsor of both our tennis and golf program, uh, again, you know, been with us for a number of years. We work with the first tee um you know, the USTA, like I mentioned earlier, Randall's Island Park Alliance. So, you know, we, we've got a, a tremendous amount of support um, and, and these companies and organizations have uh, really helped make it possible for us to, to run all these programs across the city. And, and like I mentioned earlier, we're, we're always looking for additional support from community-minded partners, um, companies, individuals, foundations who want to get involved with the work that we do. And, you know, now more than ever, there's an urgent need to, you know, get kids back outdoors, keep them active. So so any companies and, and any people out there who are looking to uh, get involved with programs that do just that, uh, City Parks Foundation may be a fit and, and somebody you want to find out some more information about. And Jonathan, are there volunteer opportunities? Let's say people just want to come down and help you out. Yeah, there, there are certainly some volunteer opportunities uh, available, you know, in our sports program, um, especially this year, you know, because of some of the capacity limitations, we may not have as many volunteer uh, opportunities within our sports programs, but City Parks Foundation, Partnerships for Parks, for instance, our community building initiative, they do a lot of different volunteer projects around the city in a variety of different ways. So, um, you know, maybe it's not sports where, We'll have that volunteer aspect for people to get involved with, but there's certainly another area within City Parks Foundation where somebody who wants to lend their time to help the organization and help the parks um, would have that opportunity to do so. 
Jonathan, what's in the future sports-wise for the City Parks Foundation? I mean, you guys have learned a lot. You've been around since 1989, so you've seen a lot of things go. But as you sit down and plan for next year and the next couple of years, do you? what have you learned from this COVID-19 pandemic that you build into the future so that you're able to easier, easily transition? Although, God, I hope we don't have anything like this again. But, it, but in that event, you have to put in fail-safes in, in your programming. So what, what did you learn from this going forward and, and to affect and maybe reform, reshape some of the programming you'll have in the future? Yeah, I know, you know, Larry, that's a, that's a really, really good question. I mean, you know, one, one of the things that uh, I took away from last year, you know, was it, it, it was very, we just finished talking a little bit about fundraising and our sponsors. And, you know, last year was a very, very hard year to raise money. Um, but one of the things that I noticed and one of the things that I really tried to prioritize was not so much raising money, but making connections, you know, meeting new people. Um, telling them about who we are and what we do and, and how the work that, that City Parks Foundation does is so important and vital uh, to the health of New York City. Um, so, you know, one of the things I've seen over the last few years, even pre-pandemic, was this idea of taking students from our programs, kids that have participated for eight, nine years. It was such a, um invaluable uh, piece of their childhood growing up, keeping them involved you know, long-term with City Parks Foundation and the organization. One of the things that, that I'm most proud of over the last few years is how we've increased our workforce with past participants of students, mm-hmm. um, you know, kids who have come out of this program and are now uh, sharing their knowledge and their experience with the next generation of kids coming up. So I, I really think that, you know, as we look to the future um, of City Parks Foundation and specifically our programs, um, you know, just really – creating that sense of community and togetherness uh, and seeing us, you know, move forward uh, together um, is really something that I'm looking forward to being a part of. Well, Jonathan, you and your staff are doing tremendous work. We want you to keep up the great work. And anytime you have uh, some information to dish out to our audience, please make sure you come back. Just give us give us the website one more time so they can find out all the things the City Parks Foundation is offering and to sign up for some of the programs that you're going to have during the during the future, summer, spring and fall. Absolutely. Thanks again, Larry, for having me. I really appreciate the time and enjoyed speaking with you. But everybody can, um, you know, Go to cityparksfoundation.org. We are City Parks Play. The sports programs are called City Parks Play, so all the information about everything I discussed is on there, um, as well as, you know, other programs that City Parks Foundation has to offer. Jonathan, great work as always. Thanks so much. It was great talking to you this morning. Have a great day. Same here. Thank you. That wraps up this edition of New York Sports and Beyond on 98.7 ESPN. Thank you for listening. We'll join you this evening during the week on ESPN New York Tonight with Gordon Damer and right back here next Sunday morning on New York Sports and Beyond. For my incredibly talented producer, all-world, legendary, primetime Mr. Nick Playoff, Ray Santiago, and the coach, Anthony Pusick, I'm Larry Hardesty. The conversation continues right here, right now on 98.7 ESPN New York.